And welcome to my very first podcast. This is Life by Kieran. You're with Kieran. And this is a podcast where we're going to talk all about life's ups and downs, uh, the ins and outs of life itself and the, the physical and mental hardships of it. Hopefully we get some awesome guests on here and there and learn some awesome things about uh, each of them and even something about ourselves in the process. Today in my very first podcast, we're going to sit down uh, in a virtual sense with Simone, aka Shrinking Sim, and discuss her journey through bariatric surgery as well as life changes and uh, what the future holds for her. So I hope you really enjoy this episode. Before we uh, dive into all of that sort of stuff, how about yes. we start back at the top? And tell me. Well, how about you tell me? Um, yeah. In, say, 250 words or less, who you are. Okay, I'm Simone. Um, everyone calls me Sim, and on the gram, I'm shrinking Sim. I am 32 this year. Um, and I'm, yeah, I've just changed my whole life in the last two years. So, yeah, I'm from Melbourne. I work in a laboratory. Um, yeah, that's about it, I think. So where did it, uh, like, where did you grow up? I grew up in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. In uh, We started off in Melton, like that's in the western suburbs of Victoria. Yep. And then. And my family moved to Coburg and I've lived in the city ever since. Um, so I live with, I have mum and dad and I've got a twin sister. Her name is Amy. Mm-hmm. Um, she, we're very competitive. So we're both on a, we're both very fitness minded at the moment. So yeah, I've got her and yeah, it's the four of us. I've always lived in Melbourne, always. And cool. what was uh, school like for you? Where did you go to school and all that sort of thing? Um, okay, I went to St. Bernard's. It was like a co-ed primary school, so just a local primary school. That was all right. And then, yeah, uh, you know, I was always like, because I always had a friend, so it wasn't that bad. I never got teased or anything like that. So it was pretty good. And then I went to Santa Maria College in Northgate. That's an all-girls, like, private school um and that was a pretty that's a good school too um Mm -hmm. so yeah but nah school was good I wasn't the best student all the time but you know you had your days I wasn't a cool kid or I wasn't like I was just in the middle like you know you always got picked on a little bit like I think because I got heavier throughout my high school years that's when I got a little bit teased or whatever you call it, but that I was always a, I always would have give it back. So, yep, it was all right. I always had my sister. So, yeah. So Sometimes your sister school, and you went to the same school all the way. Yeah, we went to the same school all the way. Yep. Were but you I sort of like, inseparable. Sorry? Or? No, we were like we had our own little friends, but then we also had a group. To, we always grouped together. <laughs> but um, as soon as I turned, as soon as Year Twelve finished, I tried to forget about school and everyone a part of that because it was just yeah not the best time but not the worst worst time either it's just it was what it was yeah yep 
And like me and my sister were very much, I wouldn't say sheltered, but we weren't always allowed to go and do what the other kids were doing. Like when I turned 14, I got a job. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we were working most of the time. But we were allowed out, but nothing to flash. Cool. Did you play sport through high school at all? Or? I played basketball for two years mm-hmm. and then, yeah, that was it. At what level? Oh, just at high school level, so internal. Yep. So there's, like, did you play other high schools or? Uh, um, yeah, but uh, I think we, like, we were that bad, uh, our year we were that bad that we maybe did three or four games and then we forfeited a few, but it was not nothing serious. Yeah. Yep. And then on the maybe, like, in year nine, we thought we were cool and we did um, in indoor soccer, some of the girls, mm-hmm. but that lasted one season and that was it. Sure. So before when you were introducing yourself, you kind of, uh, you pinpointed straight up that uh, two years ago, everything changed for you. Uh, yes. Now, I personally, I know what that is because I follow you yeah. on social media and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. Take me back to, this is probably going to depend, um, so I'll leave it up to you, to the point where uh, things started to change for you into making that decision uh, that uh, I suppose everything fell into place two years ago. Like from the beginning, beginning? Yeah, so wherever it started for you. So I was like... Just about, I was 28 or 20, yeah, 28, 29. And I was just so unhappy and I was just like so overweight. Like I was at my heaviest. I was at like 120. I had gone overseas and we went to Canada and there was all these beautiful places I wanted to see and walk, but I just couldn't do it. Like I was like unhappy. I was always like complaining and crying because I couldn't walk. Like we wanted to do the grouse, um, the grouse grind and I couldn't even like walk for a kilometre without like the heavy breathing or the complaining or my feet were sore and I'm just like, this is not a life. Like, sure. And back then I, I thought I wanted a child. Um, so we came home and I got a couple of blood tests done and then I talked to my GP, like he's been my G- GP my whole life mm-hmm. and um, he pretty much said to me, you can't live like this. I'm going to bet I'm diagnosing you with diabetes and yep. you could actually get like, you could get heart disease or you could get a heart attack and you could die. Like this is serious now, Simone. And I'm just like, wow. And I was just thought to myself, what have I done? Like, like it's all good and all to, you know, drink and eat and, and like exercise, but then eat bad because you exercise. Like it just, got all at once and it just hit me and I'm like, I need to do something. And I struggled with weight since I was like 15 or 16. And I think that's like, it, it was all in once. And I'm just like, the struggle was like real. And I just said to him, what can I do? And he's like, we've, tr- you've tried, like, I've tried everything. And so he goes, look, go home and research about this sleeve surgery or gastric band surgery. So I went home and I researched and I'm like, okay, I need, to get a referral from him to see a couple of surgeons. So I went and saw a 
I went and saw him and said, look, this is what I'm thinking. And he like, we, we said, he said, if you're going to do this, we need to do it properly and you need to make sure that you're 100% happy and you're committed to this. And I'm like, fine. So I found a surgeon at St. Vincent's Private and she was just, she was no shit. She was no bull. She just said it straight. Like she looked at me when I met her and she said, you need to not, you, you, if you want this bad enough and you want this to work bad enough, you need to promise yourself and me you're going to stop eating a whole bunch of food. You need to change your life from today. And I just looked at her and I'm like, yeah, I can do this. Mm-hmm. So I picked her and she said, look, I'm going to give you six months. And then, like, I had health insurance and stuff I needed to work out. And then two weeks before, I had a consultation with her and she said, all right, we're going to have surgery in two weeks. You need to go on a special diet. And that was it. And I just, that time, it just, like I started reading and I'm like, I could have done this, like looking back now, I could have done this without the surgery, but the surgery was like a key and I think my mind needed needed it. Yep. So I was like the night before the surgery and I just, I was like nervous and excited because I'd already dropped like 10 kilos on my own just because of pre-op and like they wanted your liver, uh, shrink your liver a little bit because they were cutting me open. And mm-hmm. I remember like I said to AJ, I'm like, tomorrow I'm going to be a completely different person. And he said, but that's a good thing, Sim. Like you're changing your you're changing your life for the better. Yeah. And I kept thinking of that in my head and I'm like, all right, got up that, that Friday morning, we went there and then like eight hours later it was done. And then that's when it was like, this is real. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was like, it changed me. Like I woke up and you think for, for a normal person, oh, you know, it was like, oh, like, you know, it was like an easy surgery. But for me it wasn't because even at that, like I lost a lot of blood in this in my actual operation. And when I, I remember waking up and I had AJ turn around and say, Sim, you need to get up and walk because you've lost a lot of blood and they think that you, there's something wrong. And like mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, so I got up and I walked and I was fine. I'm like, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then I sat back down in the bed and I'm like, I can't believe I've just had a surgery to remove a part of my organ because yeah. I couldn't control my food and I couldn't control all of this. So I'm like, this has got to work. So ever since then I'm like, nah. So I just started from the beginning and I just always trusted my gut and myself. So, yeah, it wasn't always easy, but mm-hmm. even today it's not easy. Like you can still pick the bad food and you still have bad choices, but it's just you need to fight that demon and be like, nah, no, no sin, you can't have that. Do you know what I mean? It's like eat the broccoli and don't eat the rice. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we all uh, all have that. We all, we all, it's like one glass of wine, not three. I'm like, okay. Yep. So, no, that was my struggle. But then after the surgery, I had maybe a month off of doing anything and then I started walking and mm-hmm. then I started with rock. And it's been life-changing ever since. Like, you know, I've I've... I've got this whole new life now where I've got friends that like they're like friends I consider I'll have for life not like bullshit friends that I had before that were only friends of me because maybe I was a fat friend or 
convenience. Now I've actually got friends that I know I could ring up or message and be like, hey, let's go for a run or let's go for a walk and I've got things in common with them and they interest me and I interest them and it's great to have like a like this whole new life. It's great to have like, oh, let's all meet up for dinner and there's actually great conversation and just we're all, it's like a group. It's amazing. Like the life I've gained out of this, I would never ever like think I would have ever had a life like this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So no, I've just, it's been great. Now I, I see the next 12 months as a big change. Like now we've got all these like different things we've got, we want to plan to do. And yes, this Corona has like sort of screwed majority of them, but I'm sure we'll get some other ones in, but um, no, it's been great. Like, I'm thankful for everything that I've gained out of losing all this weight. Like it's for some people it was like, Oh, you lost the weight. But for me, like I lost a whole person, like 60 kilos. That's a whole human. Yep. Like I don't even know where that all went. You know, it just disappeared. So, um, but when saying that, like I do have like a bit of like a body, like, yes, I will flex on the gram and take lots of photos and stuff. But I do have some a little bit of body issues, which I am, what can I say, getting fixed. I'm having some mm-hmm. surgery at the end of the year where I'll be removing a huge, like all the loose skin and getting things nipped and tucked. Yep. But um, that wasn't probably the easiest decision because I was like, there's either two ways I could have gone, like gone the child route where we're going to have a child or not. And then me and AJ were like, I don't think children are for us, which is fine. So yeah, I'm like, I'm going to have the surgery, and he was fully supportive of it. So yeah, I'm going to have a sur- I'm going to have this, another like surgery, and then that'll be another journey now. So yes, it's very exciting. Absolutely, which I'm sure, which I'm sure I'll share with everyone. <laughs> Let's wind back for a second. Uh, yes, you were saying. Uh, I, we were touching on it before that up until that kind of six month out point, uh, you become quite unhappy uh, that you were missing out on certain things. Yeah. Uh, at that six month point, or even before that, had you begun changing your lifestyle uh, just kind of voluntarily? Yeah, like I like I'd always exercise had always been part of my life, but I just think I got lazy and then I woke up like when we realized when I realized case six months, I just started like watching what I ate. Like I didn't change my like people say you should change your portion size. I didn't. I just started to like realize like what was good and what was bad and like your eating time and your eating habits and also like your sleeping and like water and like lots of like a different type of exercise like you know getting the heart rate up and like little bits things that I didn't actually know before like I did um read up about a couple of things and it was more like if I was going to make this work I needed to change my whole thought process so it was more like talking to different people and just yeah, the biggest part of this surgery was the food. So I like I had to realize that I was gonna pretty much I eat like not even a quarter of what I would have eaten in my past life. I hate saying mm-hmm. past life, but 
it's my pathway. And I was just like, she, Selena, the surgeon, put me on his dietitian, and she was just like, you need to like open open your mind up to new things and realize that everything that you put in your mouth now or prior to the surgery, it needs to fuel you. It's uh, fuel you in the right way, not just fill you. So that's why I was like the whole like cooking and like I would like if you spoke to me two years ago, I would never have cooked. I would have always gone for takeout options or eat out options or go to like mum and dad's or my in-laws and eat. I would never go home and cook something. Like my kitchen would have been empty. Like you'd come and go into the go into the fridge, there would be nothing because it was just not for me. I would never, never. So then doing all that, learning like, okay, you cook things and maybe not they taste the greatest or they're not good, but, you know, you learn and you read books and, yeah, it was like six months before I learned so much about what my new life was going to be and, like, I sort of put an expectation about my new life. Like I, like I said, oh, look, I'm going to meet these certain goals. I wrote down all the things I wanted to achieve and, you know, it was easy. Like once it happened, just like tick, 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 tick because I was prepared. Yep. Like I had done the research. I knew like all right, I've got to start. So I started with eating a lot like lighter or like choosing better choices or just eating a lot less or getting up a little bit early in the morning and starting my walking or like I never run. Like asked me to run two years ago and I'd honestly tell you to get staffed mm-hmm. because it was just not me like the breathing, like if you, like, this is what's, this is my, like the fear that I have. Like I used to wake up in the middle of the night and just like be out of breath, like yep. and snore and just all the time. Like that started to change in that six months where I would stop, stop snoring and I could stop hearing myself breathe. And I'm just like, like that was all because of all the changes that I was going through. But mm. for one second, I never thought, of, oh, I'd go back to the person that I was before because I'm like, nah, I put this in my mind. I'm committed to it. Done. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I didn't feel yeah any different. I was like, nah, this is gonna work. Yeah, yeah. It Never seems like you've it. kind of had that mentality your your whole life, though. You haven't. Yeah. Uh, uh, like once you set your mind to something, that's mm. that's kind of it. You're in. Yeah. But it's just funny because this is like this sounds so strange, but this is the first time like I actually felt like I comp- like it was like I was accomplished, like I was successful at something. Like mm-hmm. even though I've done successful at other things, but like I actually stuck to it. Like it's weird. Like I stuck to a meal plan. I stuck to an exercise routine. Like I just stuck to it, and it just worked. Like I trust. I think I just trusted not just the process but I trusted myself for the first time and I'm just like every other time you're just on a whim but I actually sat there and I trusted myself like I'll be right and yep. yeah it worked so it's strange like really strange mm. but yeah was there anything that um like at a deeper level that you were clinging to to drive that uh commitment like I think it was more like this sounds a bit weird, but I'll say anyway. But um, it was more like I didn't want to be that fat person. Like that sounds really bad. I didn't want to be that person that people like looked at and like 
that sounds really bad. I better not say that. But yeah, no, I just didn't want to be that person that was like the fat person. It's the truth. That's the truth. I didn't yeah. want to be that fat person. I didn't sure. want to be the person that was like in all those photos. And I think it was more, I was just unhappy inside. Like I am used food to make me feel better. Like if, yeah. like parts of, like when I started dating AJ, like obviously, you know, he's got like the restaurant and stuff. And there was like a long period of time that I was always alone. Mm-hmm. And I was always like, not that I was depressed about it, but I was just always yeah, I didn't enjoy that part of my life. I didn't enjoy, you know, you don't have a lot of friends. Like I didn't have a lot of friends that I could just call or message or be like, you know, let's do this because no one really wanted to hang out with me. Like so it was really, yeah, it made, and I'd always turn to eating. If something didn't go right in my life, I'd always eat. So I think it was that type of, it, it was inside that I was so, upset at myself and I was so angry all the time like I was such a bitter person like looking back at it now I was that mean like I was that mean girl like I always had that chip on my shoulder I always felt like I had to be guarded or I always had to protect myself where you know I've slowly learned to let all those walls down now and be like okay I can take a joke like I'll be the joke and I'll laugh about it but I'll actually be happy to laugh about it, not laugh about it in front of everyone and then go home and be upset and angry about it and mm-hmm. cry and be all, you know, sad about it. So I've just learned that. I think that comes with, like, confidence and I had no confidence before. Like, I wouldn't, like, don't ask me. I wouldn't have gone. I would have sat, like, at the restaurant nine out of ten times I'd be at the restaurant all the time sitting upstairs by myself because I was just so unhappy or I was just so angry and sad Mm -hmm. so yeah it was just it was pretty dark like when you say it out loud like yeah it was really I was a different person completely yeah made me think about it wow (laughs) sorry No, that's all right. Uh, coming like out of the the surgery, um, yeah. I, pers- I, I actually don't know what the results are immediately afterwards, but from my understanding, it's not like overnight you lose all that weight. Is that right? No. Or- so <laughs> you get out of the surgery and then you, like I was in hospital for two days just Literally, I couldn't. Like, they gave you a straw and they gave you a cup of water. And I guess that cup of water, if I drank that whole cup of water during the day, then I did good. <laughs> and if, then that wasn't good. So I was literally, if you got a cup, maybe two spoonfuls in that cup, I could eat for the first two weeks. Mm-hmm. And it was just like soup or. Oh, they gave me these shakes to drink and they were like, if I ever see one of those shakes again, I think I'll throw up. <laughs> That's how bad it is. But um, yeah. it was more, so you get restricted from all your food. So then you've also got to be careful. Like the first two weeks had to be really careful that I made sure I ate and drank what I could, but it was 100% good for you because that was all my nutrients. Everything had to come from 
the six spoonfuls of food I was eating the whole day. And like I couldn't, I couldn't eat those six spoonfuls and drink all that water. So I had to try and manage it. And it was quite hard. The first month was quite hard because mm. you're obviously you've got you've obviously had this addiction to food and drink, and then it gets taken away from you, and you're literally at home and you're alone, and you're actually trying to re like retrain your brain to eat again when you're not like you're not even that hungry to be honest because what they do is they removed 80% of my stomach so my stomach's swollen and you know you have a little bit of water and sometimes it will hurt and like people complained about how you can't drink normal water you should drink like cordial and I just said to myself no even if I didn't like the taste of water I drank it anyway like I literally pushed myself to like water and then when mushy food when I was able to eat mushy food I started with the mushy eggs and mushed up my vegetables like I wasn't going to like people like you can have like frozen food and stuff like that I'm like nah it's going to be all organic it's going to be clean it's going to be so I started that and then slowly slowly I was able to build up my portion size where even to this day I still can't eat a whole lot yeah and I don't force myself to eat too where other people that have had this surgery, they force themselves to eat and like, mm-hmm. I can't do it. Like it'll make me sick. Yep. So if I get to maybe two cups of food the whole day, that's a great day. Yeah. And if, yeah. I, get, if I get through a litre of water or like a litre or two, two litres of liquid, I'm like I must be like doing heaps of exercise. But if I get through a litre of liquid a day, it's a good, it's a good day. Sure. Plus all my vitamins and and all that type of stuff because I've gone very organic and natural. So yep. do you find that ever that you ever struggle uh with your energy levels, like not being able to eat like that much? Um yes and no. As long as I get my sleep mm-hmm. then I think I'm fine. Or I I can feel when like I guess anyone can feel when they're not they're not like their levels are all going low, but I must admit though, when I'm not eating sugar at all, like I try not, I try to stick out of sugar, mm. but um, I can feel it. Then I know I'll have to have like a jelly bean or I'll have a piece of chocolate or something like that. But I just, yeah, no, it's pretty good if I stick to my little regime and my pattern. Yeah, yeah. But like you know, there's always going to be times where when you go away and things like that, or you have like wine like one thing that they didn't like was that the alcohol aspect but I don't drink a lot as it is but I'll have a one like one or yeah, two yeah. a week not a bad yeah. thing so now nah, I'm going great I think absolutely I as long yeah. as I exercise and like the ex- that's another thing that I've got to be careful on just because I exercise so much that I need to make sure that I am keeping up the protein and I'm keeping up my water mm-hmm. Yeah, no. But I think I handle it quite well. If I don't, I'll just if if I'm really low in energy and I'm not feeling it, I'll just go to sleep early, and then I'll just make sure I get like a little bit of extra sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I've got that down packed. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. really, at the like that that work that you did the reading and research and all that sort of stuff mm. in the six months prior or even longer yeah. that was what really paid dividends post-surgery 
that you knew all yeah. the uh yeah. like the traps and all that sort of stuff that you could well fall into yeah like I obviously like spoke to other people that have had the surgery and I've seen other people's results now like I ask them like questions and but it was more like I like I looked at other people that also I looked at other people that had surgery and I thought I can't have that result. I mean, like, I wanted a better result for myself. Like, my mm-hmm. surgeon said to me, if you get down to 70 kilos, then you've done well. So mm-hmm. when I got down to, I think it was 60 or 62 kilos, I rang mm-hmm. the surgeon and I just said to her, I want to come and see you, I want to have a chat. And I yeah. went and saw her and then she looked at me and she goes, we hop in the sky and she goes, Wow. She goes, you've really done it, Sim. And I'm like, yeah, I just, she goes, what did you do? And I just said, I listened, like, I spoke to the dietitian. If I needed to speak to psychologists, I spoke to psychologists. Like, I had, I picked a surgeon where I had all these tools and all these options. And I did, like, 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 I, like I said before, I did all the reading and I spoke to different people. So mentally, I was ready for it. Like, I, more than the physical change. Like the physical change makes, like, the way you look in the mirror now, the way I look in the mirror now than the way I looked like two years ago, I was just like, I couldn't believe it's me. Sometimes I still can't believe I look the way that I do. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, definitely, definitely had lots of, yeah, I listened to a lot of people, but then I also trusted myself. That was another big thing. Like I can go and talk to, 10 people that's had the same surgery as me. But what I took from all those 10 people, I'm like, no, I can do better than that. Or that sounds really bad, but I can do better than that. Or they were like, oh, you could eat like this or eat like that. And I'm like, no, I can find a different way. So I always looked for another option. Yeah. So it's more of uh, like knowing yourself. Yeah, you need to know. Yeah, I feel like I'm in myself. Like I like I'm a part of like I'm now like coming forward from this like I'm a part of, I'm a part of a lot of like bariatric groups because it's what it's called bariatric, yep. and um, it's strange because now I feel like sometimes I even get picked on now because like they all you know you're very skinny now or you know you sure you're eating right and I'm like no I'm like I listen like you know I listen to my body and I listen to it's strange and they were just like. Lots of people want the easy option in life and, like, yes, I did have the easy option of the operation, but I've chosen to eat differently mm. and, like, that's in my results. Like, you can see if you look at my blood work now and, like, my life is different now. So, yeah, yeah. people will be like, oh, you shouldn't eat that or you should, why don't you eat a bit more carbs? And I'm like, no, I'll be fine mm-hmm. if I want to eat that bread I will eat the bread but I just don't want to you know what I mean yeah. <laughs> fair enough so if you're gonna uh, and I assume being a part of these groups you've probably done this but uh for anyone who isn't a part of those groups that was thinking about getting the same surgery as you or the similar type yeah. of surgery what yeah. would be the advice you would give to them um do your own research Trust your own gut and don't be scared to make mistakes. Like, yes, you'll get, like, food gets stuck and things like that, but you'll be fine. And also 
again, it's like don't take don't take this opportunity. Like you like you've made the biggest choice to change your whole life. Don't take it for granted. Like don't regret your decision. Like just trust yourself. That would that would be my number one thing. Just trust yourself. Trust the process. Know that you're doing the right thing. And then also if you're not, go and see professional help. Like mm-hmm. not go and speak to a whole bunch of girls at a, a coffee shop because everyone's journey is completely different. Like like I've got a couple of bariatric friends. My journey is 100% completely different to the other two girls. And when we sit and do talk about life, we're just different. So, yeah, trust, like trust professional people, dietitians, like exercise people, just, yeah, trust them. Don't trust what, like what, other people say at times, as long as you know yourself, that would be the only thing. I always trusted myself and it wasn't easy. Like sometimes I made mistakes too, but who doesn't? Absolutely. That's life. It's life. That's very much truth. It's life. (laughs) And so the the psychological side of it, um, changing that much, you were saying before that you sought uh, quite a bit of professional help down that psychologist path. Yeah. Uh, that I, we saw, yeah, I spoke quite a few times. I even, I even brought along AJ for parts of it too because it changes your whole life. Like sometimes you have mm-hmm. thoughts of like, oh, like not like bad thoughts, but you, you, you wake up some mornings thinking, what have I done? Why did I have this surgery? Like, like I'm a failure. Like you failed because you couldn't do it without help. And then mm-hmm. other mornings you wake up and you're really good because it's just like, wow, look what I've done. And it's more I needed the accountability. So that's probably also as much as I saw psychologists and I spoke to the dietitian and I spoke to this, like all my t- this I call them my team. Um, I know that sounds really bad, but they were. They're, they're great. Um, that's why I also had, like, the social media side of it because it keeps me accountable. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it keeps me sane at times. Like, yeah. you see the pictures and you see, like, what I make and things like that, and it's like I've even shown my, like, my dietitians and my psychologists, they all follow me, and they're just, like, when I do have my bad days, they're just like, go and look at like a photo of a before or after or go and look at something that you've made and been like, that that Simone wouldn't have done that like two years ago. So always remember that. And it's more like I've even started to start, I write down my thoughts. Like that was a new thing I've just started mm. maybe a couple months ago. Like my psychologist told me, write like just write, even if it doesn't make sense or there's like a whole bunch of spelling mistakes so they know how bad I am in English, <laughs> just write it down. And I actually find that so like it's great because I write down everything that goes on. Like even if it's a bad thought or a good thought, I write it down. And after it's written down and you close that book on my diary, it's gone. Like yep. I don't need to ever revisit that page. I don't ever have to re read that page if I don't want to and Mm -hmm. once my diary is full like you either keep it or you burn it like that's what she goes you keep it or you burn it and I'm just like 
Yeah, and then it's gone. So I actually find writing really great at the moment. Like I try and write every single night for about 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And like physically with a pen and a paper and it's just, yeah, it's great. So yeah. if I can't get in contact with them, I write everything down. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, or I can just, yeah. So it's like there's things I write in there that I like. Nobody knows. No one will ever know. Yep. Unless someone yep. reads it, but you know. No. <laughs> no, I do the exact same thing. Uh, I don't yeah. do it as frequently as you. It's something that uh, quite often for me uh, kind of falls by the wayside. But whenever yeah. I feel myself getting more and more burdened uh, by different things, thoughts, etc., it's certainly one of the first places I turn is to write it all down. Yeah, and then it's like once I, I like after you close the book, like after you finish you close it, you're like, okay, that's done. Like now I can start fresh or I can be a better person for that day or go to sleep with a clear conscience or a clear mind. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I'll even write a quote down or write a word and yeah. then I'll be like, why did I write that word down like in my mind? And I'm like, well, it came came to my head or yeah. Mm-hmm. Or if like there was a stage, I hate bringing up negative things, but there was a stage when I was losing weight and I had the social media, I had like people sort of like send me messages like bully me a little bit, like telling sure. me, oh, like, oh, I should hang myself or I'm a cop out. That affected me because I'm like when I was overweight, I felt this type of way and now I'm changing myself and I'm still copying and I was a bit like, Okay, so that was where, yeah, that was really hard. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, people can be so mean, so that's why, you know, if anything in this world, you just be nice. Yeah, yeah. It's certainly uh, one of the difficult parts about uh, putting such a, uh, like, putting yourself out there on social media for everyone to see. And there is always going to be these people that you never know what's going on for them in their lives or what's happened in their past, but for some reason they feel the need to take it out on those that they come across on social media. Uh, And it's good that you had all that background and all the supports that your team in place to fall back Mm. on. Definitely. Mm. And, like, I know this sounds so strange, but, like, Sometimes I always have that fear, like, I don't know if you see it, but when I'm not, because I've got a business page, I um, people that save it, like half the time it's people that I know, mm-hmm. but then I always, what about if it's someone that's not in a good headspace or what about if it's someone that is in a good headspace? Like I always try and think both ways. Like the power of the internet is actually quite scary, like, I put photos up of myself in my underwear, right? But that could get screenshotted and that could get sent anywhere. Mm. And, like, Mm. that's something like I I think about that a lot and I've I've been writing that, I was been writing that in my diary a little bit because I'm like if that gets into the wrong hands, that's potentially dangerous. Or if it gets into the right hands, it could help someone. So I'm, I'm stuck. Yeah, I suppose it's just a personal decision as to what you share and what you don't. Um, yeah. But like, in what part like, it goes. 
Yeah, but by also, I don't want to sugar. I don't want to sugarcoat something and be like, "Oh, this is easy." So there will always be. This is who I am. Like, if you look at my Instagram and you look at and you come, you actually meet me. I want there to be no different. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Want I think that's that hundred percent. Yeah, like when you meet me in real life, I want to be that same person. That's the problem with social media. You can grow. You can have this great life. But if you meet the person and they're a shit person, sorry, but they, mm. they are, yep. it's not worth it. Mm. So I'm yet to, you know, I think I'm the same person, I think. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And that's, uh, I think when you, when you do go through social media or you follow certain people, yeah. the ones that aren't genuine, you can generally pick up on. And yeah. I personally find myself less engaged with those types of people. Yeah. Or I just straight up get sick of them and unfollow. See ya. <laughs> yeah. See ya. That's good. You know. It's good that you've had AJ along like the entire uh, yeah. journey of it. And oh. certainly that um, like he is obviously a key point at the start of your story that, you know, you were doing things with him. Uh, yeah. or doing things and not being able to complete them and then even yeah. like all the way throughout the story as well but even at the end you're still making decisions with him uh it's a really yeah. cool it's great that i've had this the him as my support all the way through like mm. i i must admit though parts of last year i took that maybe for granted and i was like oh you know, I had different thoughts in my head and then, like, I'm looking back on it, I'm like, no, you know, you've got to, even though I'm, even though I've changed, I can't force someone else to change and it just needs to be, need, needs to come from him. And yep. so he's decided to pick up the exercise now and the eating sure. right. So that's definitely a big help because we're back on the same path again and, um, we enjoy doing things together, but it's also really important that I keep my independence and do things for myself. Like I went to Bali all by myself last year and, like, that was the best experience. Like I did a couple of Spartans and I was, like, by myself. Like he wasn't there and it was good because I actually, for the first time in my life, because I've been with him since I was 18, yeah being able to be independent and being like, mm -hmm. oh, wow, like, I'm on my own here. So it's been great. So the mix is good and I'm grateful for him and I'm grateful for, like, everything that comes with our life. So, yeah. But I've always, it's good to always have a bit of independence and, like, know that you'll be fine on your own also. But, yeah, yeah I'm of course. good. He's great. <laughs> Pain in the ass, but great. <laughs> but aren't all partners like, come on? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of their job. Oh, really. It's the job, yeah. It's better yeah. to say men, like, oh, I'm talking to Kieran, I better not say that. No, I think it works both ways, really. Um, yeah, you think because you think I'm in a pain the same in the um, You know, in the same way that he might be in a pain in the ass to you. Uh, you also might be a pain in his ass for you know, pushing, pushing him to do certain things, but it's kind of our job to bounce off each other and push them yeah. or push your partner into places where they might be uncomfortable. Uncomfortable, um, and, and it's certainly like, like from what you were saying before, um, 
that you can't, uh, you know, you can't force your values or your no. wants or so Ble- onto your partner. That's certainly something oh. to some extent I struggle with as well. Yeah, because it's hard. Like, yeah. no, but we, I guess we try and make it work. Yeah. That's absolutely. what, it, yeah, exactly. Not that I want him to all like, I enjoy, like, I enjoy going to the gym on my own. That's one thing I enjoy in my alone time at the gym. Yeah. So when the gym reopens, I think we're going to have to discuss different <laughs> boundaries. Yes, a little bit of different boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that out. Yeah, that's certainly something that'll come about. <laughs> oh, it definitely will. Yeah, and I mean, the gym's open all the time. What, but he can go at night time. And like, I also like spending time with like my friends and like say with the Fit Fam and stuff, like our group of friends. Like mm-hmm. I like doing stuff alone with them as well. Like the Spartan, our last Spartan, that was just awesome. Um, just being able to go New South with, with you guys and just, it was great. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. But no. So what's next on the, um, uh, in the plan? You were saying before you, you were going to have that uh, further surgery. So I'm having, it's um, a body lift, that's what it's called, a body mm-hmm. lift and I'm getting... Obviously, my um, I've got I'm getting a automate like boob automation. So I'm getting my breasts fixed, um, mm-hmm. and I'm getting like all the loose skin removed from my tummy. And yeah. the good thing is, because I do work out quite a bit with females and plastic surgery, they have to sew their abs together. I'm lucky enough that because I've worked really, 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 really hard that I don't need to do that and I don't need any skin removal from my arms, so that's great. And I'm not going to get anything removed from my legs because I feel as though I can work harder and I don't need that. But, yeah, it's all my loose skin. So that's going to happen in September even though, like, it's been confirmed and I've already paid for some of it, so that's going to happen. And then... Next year will be the year where I can catch up on all the Spartans and all that stuff that, well, we could still do some of it this year, but we go really hard with Spartans and running the 100 kilometres, this. And, yeah, I think that and I'd love to do the New York Marathon eventually. And I want to, I definitely 100%, I, get, I am going to go back to Canada and I am going to do the um, grass walk and I'm, we're going to do all the things that, I missed out on. Sure. So what does that entail? So, yeah. Well, hopefully a lot. It's like, so you can either get the chairlift or you can, I think it's like 20 kilometres, but it's up, it's up a, it's up a mountain, like a really steep mountain. And if you walk up it, you can get the chairlift back for free. But (laughs) I'm going to walk down it too. So walk up and I'm going to walk down. Do you know where that it is? Or? It's in the North Island. It's in the North, no, North. I actually don't know where it is, sorry. Okay. It okay. could be, um, it's near Vancouver somewhere. Sure, yep. And I also want to, do you know Stanley, Stanley Park? Stanley Park, yeah. 
somewhere there's heaps of places in Canada. I think because I was so such in a bad space when I went to Canada, I want to go back there and fix all that. And I also we're going to New Zealand and I'm going to bungee jump. I don't care. <laughs> I do not care. I'm not really scared of that. Nice. That's one thing that I want to do. Even if we don't, I want to do that this year. I feel like it needs to be done before I have my surgery. Yeah. Well, with any luck, uh, things are back to normal before then. Maybe, maybe, you know, even if we just sneak up to New, New Zealand for like a cheeky couple of days, I'll be racked. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I could do with, you know, five days over there or something like that. Yeah, how awesome I, yeah, I'd love be? it to be longer. I'd love it to be three weeks. But, um, oh, we could do that. Like, anyone, like, come on. <laughs> yeah, I don't think people agree. <laughs> no. I don't know. Maybe. Mm. If, but, yeah, cheeky weekend. It's not even that far. So, yeah, we should do that. Exactly. Yep. Definitely. And I, you know what? As much as, like, we should try and do the 100Ks. Mm-hmm. Walk. That's one thing I think we should try. Like I just this year we had so much stuff in place to do, and then it to be taken away within the space of a month. Yeah, it's definitely been oh. difficult uh, to be so. Oh, bad. Yeah. Because like, we were meant to be in Port Stephen. Oh, we're meant to be in Port Stephen this month. Oh, this weekend actually. Yeah. Yep. As the same as like I should be in or near Slovenia for a Spartan race. So. Oh, yeah, because you're going to do Spartan too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm going to do a virtual yeah. one this weekend and I'll probably Yeah, I did see that. I have, I have to read that, but I'm going to go for a run tomorrow. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going for a walk I think too. I might do mine on Sunday. I know I'm working. Ah, damn. <laughs> so what's, uh, what are the three things you're going to try and achieve next week? Next week or next? Yeah, next Say week. Three things I want to achieve next week. I am, next week I'm going to, I'm going to finish my workout thingo, the video to get that organised. Number yep. two, I'm going to run 20 kilometres. I don't care because I've done a 10 and 12 and a 15. So now it's just time for me to up my game. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to work as much next week. I'm going to say no. I'm going okay. to learn to say no. And actually I've got four things and I'm going to make, I'm going to make a new curry, I think. I've been craving curry. Yeah, yeah. What's, uh, um, what kind of curry are you thinking? A green, I think. I think I'm making green curry. Nice. But I want to use cauliflower. Like, you know, people use chicken or something. I'm going to use cauliflower. That is, that's what I'm going to achieve next week. So just like a vegetable curry sort of thing. It's vegetable, you know. Yep. And if, if the rules change next week and I'm going to have people at my house, I'm going to have, I'm going to have people over for dinner next Saturday if. Like, please, even if only five people, I yeah. That's going to be my week next week. I'm going to look forward to it. Cool. Well, look at you. We asked for three yeah. and we got five. So I think that uh, oh, sums up pretty well your, it does. Uh, yeah, your outlook on life. Bad. I know. Yeah. I'm just not going to be negative next week. 
at all. At all. It's okay to be at, negative. It is. It's very much okay to be negative. Mm-hmm. Because I think when you are negative a little bit and then you realise that you have been you turn into a positive, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And you learn a lesson. Every time something bad happened, you learn lots of lessons or, you know what I mean? Yeah, as long as you reflect on it in that, in that that's way. That's right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, some negatives are just, they're just bad and that's just life. Yeah, it is. Like it's okay to cry. That's one thing that I've learned. It's okay to cry. It's not, you don't need to keep that bottle up. No, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, it's been excellent chatting away. Yes. Yeah. It's always good to talk to you, Kieran. <laughs> and you too. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Thanks very much for shedding light on all the stuff that you were speaking about. We uh, we did get pretty deep into it, so that's appreciated. Yes. And I only got one glass of wine, which was great. <laughs> Yeah, lucky for me, I left the bottle out in the kitchen so I couldn't refill. Oh, well, <laughs> that's not good. That's all right. Soon we'll be able to join, we'll be able to enjoy wine together again. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Exactly. <laughs> That'll be a good day. Wow, guys, that was an absolute fantastic chat. Uh, I really enjoyed having that conversation with Simone Wine. So I really hope you enjoyed listening in on it too. Um, if you want to find out more about Simone or follow along with her journey, you can follow her or find her on Instagram. Uh, her handle is Shrinking Sim, spelt how it sounds. And yeah, while you're at it, uh, feel free to jump on and give me a follow as well. Life by Kieran. Anyway, thank you very much for hanging around and enjoying this conversation. We'll see you in the next one. Bye.